Welcome to Live at the Nut Bar. This is episode 21 and today we're going to talk about firstly what's been happening with the housing market, um, taking quite a long-term perspective in terms of first-time buyers, investors and existing investors who's been doing what. And secondly, we've got a very special guest uh, today. His name is Faliatua Malili, and he's sort of in that camp of uh, a relatively young family in a house. And what we're going to talk about is his experience in terms of what it's like in this marketplace today with the impact of rising interest rates and so on. So with me today, I've also got Dave Tyra. Hi, Dave. G'day, team. How are you? And just formally welcome you, um, Faliatua. Thank you very much for having me on podcast. Uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Brilliant. Okay. Hey, uh, Dave, last week we had the New Zealand GDP number came out. What happened there? Was that like expected or a bit of a surprise? Well, it was a slight surprise, actually, to the market. It was a little bit stronger than what people had expected. Yeah. Uh, and interestingly, there was a revision to a prior quarter, which also showed that New Zealand perhaps didn't have the technical recession <laughs> uh, that perhaps had been expected. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all just words, isn't it? I mean, in fact, we did still have a technical recession because the revised number was negative 0.01 from negative 0.1. So, hey... <laughs> You know, it's meaningless, obviously. But I mean, I guess it was that stronger GDP number that has been one of the factors that's pushed up swap rates by about 0.15% over the last week. That's right. Anything else pushing up swap rates? Well, we still haven't seen uh, unemployment coming off. And while there's been no recent data, there are still signs of people who want to get a job are able to get one. It might not be the exact job they're after, yeah. but there's still opportunity for them. Mm. Well, and what we've seen as well is in the US, there's um, a wholesale, longer term wholesale interest rates have risen a bit, which has influenced some of those longer term swap rates in New Zealand. But probably more than anything, it's the sentiment uh, that, it, that it's sort of moved. So interestingly, over the last couple of weeks, the markets, this is the wholesale markets pricing of where the OCR is going to be has gone from a 30% probability of another OCR hike to the market now pricing a 100% chance of another quarter of a percent interest rate hike by February. So that's a pretty significant change. And I guess it's been driven by the GDP number and the sort of higher rates for longer sentiment in the US. And probably the other interesting thing is we've now for the first time got some economists talking about maybe a 50 point hike. So what would 50 points do, Dave? Well, it's really interesting. You know, I think oh, clear, clearly that's going to have an impact on floating interest rates. Mm. How much impact it has on the fixed rates mm. uh, is probably going to be a bit more muted. Yeah, I suppose we've already seen. I mean, that's the thing for our listeners to remember is the OCR isn't really the driver of fixed interest rates in the short term. It's the um, wholesale swap rate, which is always there anticipating what the OCR is going to be in the future. So it's already anticipating a 25-point increase. If that doesn't happen, will we see a fall in uh, <laughs> mortgage rates? Well, that could easily could easily happen. Yeah. The other interesting, or the other side of the coin of the OCR going up is we may well see deposit rates continuing to rise, which, yeah. mm. so if you're in the, in the lucky camp of not having debt and having deposits, you'll be happy about that. Mm. Well, certainly we've seen some banks put up six or nine and 12 month interest rates for term deposits. Any move on the savings accounts, Dave? No, very little movement <laughs> in that market. Uh, there's still some banks uh, creaming it in that space at the moment. Yeah. What, what does creaming it mean? Like making a big margin? They're making pretty good margins. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're making pretty strong margins. Yeah. 
Yeah, but hey, I guess the point is if you're saving for your home, then um, it's good to have a higher deposit rate, hey? That's right, yeah. Hey, um, one of the really interesting things I've been looking at the last week was how the market's changed over the last decade or so in terms of what makes up market turnover in terms of loans. So this is from a statistical series that the Reserve Bank has, which looks at the first-home buyer investment property buyer and then the rest which is mainly you know owner occupiers existing owners share of new mortgage lending and here's the really interesting thing 2015 only one in ten by dollar value of new loans went to first home buyers today it's one in four so from 10 percent to 25 percent over the last three months and 10 years eight years ago it was seven thousand loans in a year now it's thirteen thousand. so literally a doubling in the number and uh, two and a half times the, the percentage. And on the flip side, investment property buyers down from 30% of all lending in 2015 to 17 now. So, you know, in short, investment property, half what it was, and that's true in volume two. It was 20,000 eight years ago in a year. It was 10,000 this year. And then first-time buyers have made up most of that difference. Dave, what do you think's driven that big change? Yeah, look, I think the, the one side of the seesaw, because it always seems to be a seesaw, is yeah. falling house prices. So your deposit entry point now actually got sort of fifteen to twenty five thousand lower than what it might have been at the mm. very peak mm. of house prices mm. uh, twelve to eighteen months ago. Yeah, and in fact, over the last twelve months, we've seen about that that twenty five percent I mentioned. You know, it's now it was twenty percent before, so we've seen certainly that lower deposit impact come through. But there was a long term trend there anyway, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what what's the impact though of fewer? investment property buyers. How does that then play out? I mean, isn't it fantastic that more New Zealanders get the chance to buy their first house? Come to that in a minute with Faleatua, but what does fewer investors mean for New Zealanders? I think one of the interesting factors here is the government regulations have actually tilted in favour of first-home buyers for existing property. Mm. So if you think about the government's changes to the tax rules, mm. it's encouraged investors to buy new homes rather than existing homes. Which is increasing the stock of housing. That's right. Uh, and it's also meant that there's been less demand for existing houses that may well have been suitable for first-time buyers because often you've mm. seen investors and first-time buyers competing against one another mm. uh, for existing stock. So all of a sudden, a bit of uh, demand has come off the investor side, mm. which is probably in favour of first-time buyers on existing houses. Mm. Yeah, so we've had about a 6,000 per annum lift in first-home buyers and a 10,000 per annum drop in investor. So arguably that's a smaller rental stock, which which is already coming through in terms of squeezed rentals and prices going up um, going up there for rent. So, um, you know, and we've got a election coming up in a month with a policy from the National Party to reinstate interest deductibility. So hold it at the 50% current level next year when it was forecast to fall to 25%. And then increased at 75% and then 100%. So by 2026, two and a half years away, you'll be back to the status you had a couple of years ago and a bright line test of two years and foreign buyers welcome in New Zealand over $2 million. So it's actually really positive for the re-entry of a lot more investors to the market, I'd suggest. Do you think so, Dave? Yeah, and add to that migration. Yeah. So 100,000 more people in New Zealand, surely uh, that increases demand either in the rental space or in the home ownership space. Yeah. So, Dave, I think it's probably fair to say that's happening. You know, you're going to have a national act plus possibly New Zealand first government. You know, the chance of any other outcome 
in terms of a centre-right government, remote is how I'd put it. Um, you know, and I think the reality is Tony Alexander puts out a good note each week, and in that the sentiment for investors has improved very materially in the last month or two, and I guess that reflects the fact that investors are reading the signs and making their judgments and actually putting the money on the table. Hey, let's turn to Taranaki, the mighty Taranaki, uh, <laughs> Now, um, how long do you live down there, and and you know what what sort of just interested to hear about your housing experience and you know how how things are at the moment. So tell us a bit about you and Taranaki. Uh, yeah, for sure. So um, I'm actually New Zealand-born Samoan. So I was actually born uh, New Plymouth. I uh, was uh, was here for about 22 or well 23 years, and then I moved up to Auckland and worked up in Auckland for about four and a half years. And I made my way back and I met my lovely wife here in New Plymouth. And so we've been in our house for about six. Six or seven years. And I hear uh, we talked about this. Actually, we met at the um, uh, awards function for marketing. We were uh, both Squirrel and uh, your employer, the New Plymouth District Council, won awards. <laughs> hey, um, we got talking about housing. So, hey, you've got something pretty special happening in your lives. So keen to hear about that and what that means for your journey as homeowners. Yeah, so um, we've actually got a, a baby on the way. So, like, um, yeah, well, right, right now, uh, things are a bit tricky and we're trying to navigate everything being so expensive, but also with the rise of interest rates. So mm-hmm. it's been quite interesting. So we were actually on a fixed term uh, interest rate uh, last year, so 2022 to 2023 uh, with our bank. And at that time it was about 3.69%. And then we got the um, the letter from the bank sort of giving us options as to whether we wanted to do uh, a longer uh, fixed term uh, rate. So we've actually just pretty much almost doubled the option we've decided to go with. And that's now about 6.25%. So it sort of hit us a bit in, in the pocket. And it is a bit tricky at the moment because um, um, we're actually on just one income at the moment. Uh, so my wife is currently not working. She's she's pregnant. We're expecting a bubba um, in, in November. So how are you coping? You know, I mean, obviously food prices are up 10%, cost of living's up, you know, 7 or 8% overall. And your interest rate three point six nine to six point two five. How how long, by the way, you you locked in for with that six? Yeah, so we, we were we were given some options. So um, this was around about March. Um, so we actually we were actually really struggling. So we actually had a conversation with our bank, and mm-hmm. they gave us an option to just uh, pay just the interest without the principal for a short term. So we did that from the fifth of April to about the twenty third of June, which was a massive help. And um, mm-hmm. I know not. Not everyone can do that. They're probably in probably more harder circumstances, but we we're quite lucky that we had the option to, uh, for the short term, just pay the interest, and that was a massive help. So we actually have been looking at our spending. So we actually had to change, you know, companies with, um, you know, internet and um, energy provider, power companies, um, looking at things that we probably shouldn't have sort of invested in. You know, maybe um, some shopping stuff. So like, yeah, it's really expensive, but right now, and no. We're not the only ones that are struggling. There's a lot of Kiwis out there that are struggling, but we actually get to have a look at um, some of the stuff that we're spending our money on. So at the moment, we've got two vehicles and we've collectively decided that it's probably best that for money-wise and financially, maybe we should just have the one car and that's one thing, less, less thing to worry about and maybe we can pay off some of our debt. Mm. Hey, how did you find it when you went to the bank? I mean... It's quite courageous to actually turn up to the bank and say, hey, we're struggling. You know, that, that is a bold move. And, you know, as advisors, we'd always advocate 
if you've got problems, talk to the bank. They want to hear from you and they'll do everything they can to help. But what prompted you to go to the bank? Were you just sort of staring down the barrel? Or? To be honest, it was actually my wife that came up with the initiative. She was yeah. the one that sort of, we sat down, had a conversation. We were kind of staring down the barrel. She's like, what What can we do? We're only on one income. So um, she picked up the phone, had a chat to our bank. And they were really lovely. Like they gave us the time of day and they gave us some options. Yeah. And we sort of sat down and we even had some discussions with um our family members who, you know, were quite they're not well off, but like they they're financially secure. And we just asked for their advice, which one was probably the better option. And yeah. that two-year fixed term deal was probably the best one for us. And they were really lovely about it. Like they didn't give us any hassle. They sort of just said, We understand. And, you know, you're not the only ones that are going through this. There's plenty of Kiwis out there that are going through the same sort of um, issues or troubles as well. Mm. Hey, Dave, Dave, I mean, obviously we've seen the average interest rate for Kiwis paying a mortgage go from, I think, 3.2 to a bit over 5 now. So that's like a 3% increase, which Filia 2 is pretty much what you would experienced, um, almost 3%. You know, that's a lot of money, eh? And on, you know, let's say a $200,000 mortgage, I guess 3% with maybe 2 more percent to come, you know, 5% in total, that's, you know, some serious money, eh? It adds up really quickly. $10,000 a year, I think, even on a $200,000 mortgage. So make that a $500,000 mortgage, 5% higher, and yeah. On the intro, we talked about the fact that house prices falling actually made uh, first-home buyers deposit ready a bit faster because they mm. didn't need quite so much. Mm. The, the seesaw, though, I mentioned the word seesaw. The other side of that is servicing costs at 7%, mm. if you look at where interest rates are today, mm. and now you know double where they were a few years ago. And I think Felia Tour's experience is mm. exactly, yeah. exactly that, right? So you need to show that you can pay almost twice as much, is that what you're saying? Well, not quite, because the banks will assess you on yeah. a higher rate, but the rates that they're assessing you on now are up into the eights from memory. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So they're actually assessing you on a higher rate again. Yeah. That said, we're speaking to a, another first a first home buyer this morning, and they just jumped in in the last month. And their comment was, "He's having slightly sleepless nights because the mortgage payments are at seven percent interest rate, and it's tough." But he said they looked at the market, they felt that prices were affordable. Now they'd saved their deposit um, with their savings in KiwiSaver, and short term pain, long term gain was really his his perspective. And I said, you know, like interest rates are probably going to be, you know, half percent lower in a year and two percent lower in two years. So, Faliato, that's probably music to your ears when you when it comes <laughs> up. It is likely to be lower. Just out of interest, if that happened, would you keep paying the same amount or just give yourself a bit more to spend? It's it's interesting to get your perspective. Well, yeah, to be honest, like um, <laughs> I've actually just sort of um, when David explained to me about this podcast, I actually started listening to some of the episodes. So it's actually made us look at maybe these options out there, and we yeah. probably got a little bit too comfortable and just sort of our circumstances. So maybe we do need to quite a look out there and see if there are some better options. Mm. But um, yeah, for like yeah, that is music to my ears, knowing that mm. hopefully that things will be um will be getting better. But like uh, yeah, it's probably um made myself and my wife more aware of like you know we're getting a new child a new baby's coming to um mm. the world and it's probably going to create some more stress and bubba's going to need some <laughs> more things so um i think yeah we're, we're just making us maybe um, educating ourselves and um knowing that there's not just the one bank there's other services out there yeah. it might be better for our, our situation so i guess it's yeah. more of an education thing because to be honest like when we were both working we probably were a bit naive and a bit comfortable with just ticking off the boxes and just paying the bills and having a little bit of a side. But then, you know, with this mm -hmm. current recession and financial climate we're in, or 
mm. yeah, has made us sort of think more wiser about, um, you know, our, our future and for our, our baby's future and our little family. Have you got sort of friends? Do you talk about money with 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 your friends? And you know, do you know if they're really struggling with the the current environment? You know, the cost of living crisis. What's the sort of mood amongst your fellow Taranakians? I thought Taranakians. Yeah, I think everyone sort of knows it. Like everyone can kind of feel it. You know, like petrol prices alone. Like it's gotten to the point where a lot of the friends are like sort of changing their social sort of uh you know events that they've got going on because it's going to cost a little bit extra to get to point a to point p so yeah. i think everyone's sort of feeling it as well as um it's gone to the point where like my wife and i have play a little game with just ourselves to see which which place is the best place to get petrol from you know and the <laughs> savings we can make but yeah, like, yeah our, our, all our friends and our families um are feeling it like my sister um my, my wife has a sister who's got a, um, a little business um not here in taranaki but you know, she's sort of struggling right now with that, like starting a new business and paying off costs and things like that. Um, I've got some family members as well who've had to sort of, you know, they've decided that um, the work's not working out and they've gone to go into other areas. So, and they've got big families as well. So there's a lot of things to take. Um, people are struggling. The struggle is real and it is kind of sad. Dave, do you find that in Auckland? I mean, that you live up here, obviously, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess... For my wife and I, uh, we've got a, a very small mortgage now, thank goodness. Um, but even though we'll be looking at our power bills, we've been looking at things and just seeing how much money's going out the door at the moment. You know, mm. size of rates increases uh, as a homeowner are getting pretty scary. If you look at yeah. perhaps underinvestment over a long time, those things really kick yeah. into, are kicking into gear right now. So, of course, this is what the Reserve Bank's mandate to do is to control inflation, and that would be the trigger for getting interest rates down. In many ways, the increases in wholesale rates are delivering an OCR increase and more banks putting mortgage rates up. And so we've got a de facto OCR hike without the Reserve Bank doing anything. In fact, we've probably got 50 points higher in mortgage rates since the Reserve Bank last moved the OCR. Um, over and above what the immediate reaction was. And so, you know, the, the Reserve Bank's got a tightening without a tightening. I don't know what you call that, but the markets have done a nice job. So the Reserve Bank, you know, clearly isn't going to move interest rates next week, you know, <laughs> election of three weeks after that, that ain't happening. So, you know, my my view remains that the, you know, we've seen the last OCR hike, the next one will be down. There's sort of a great saying, Reserve Banks or central banks always regret the last hike or the last cut in each cycle. So here's the chance for the Reserve Bank not to have regrets. I think, you know, five and a half is the right level, but time will tell. Hey, so Faliatua, thank you for your time today. Great to talk. Uh, who's How's the Taranaki rugby, mighty Taranaki rugby team going? <laughs> <laughs> I think they've had a bit of a 50-50 year so far. Okay, Leslie um, Lewin for your time today. Great to talk you. Still there? Are you there? Oh, can you hear me? I've turned it up. <laughs> Siri started talking to us. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they started off with Huss and Aurora, and I think they had a few losses on the trot, but I think they got back to the winning ways, and they beat Auckland, so that, that that's a good thing over the weekend. Yeah, brilliant, hey. Happy days on that front. <laughs> Happy days, hey. We, we, Happy we, days. I think we're Wellington supporters, me and Dave. So yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> the shield holders still, I think. Yeah, unbeaten so far this year. I might add, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, well, that's us for another week. I think JB's back next week from China. Um, but Faliatua, thank you so much for sharing your uh, perspective on what it's like being a homeowner at the moment. And Dave, thanks for joining us too. Wonderful no, to be here. Thank you so much, both of you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a million. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you have any questions or things you'd like us to talk about in the future, get in touch with us at david at squirrel.co.nz or john at squirrel.co.nz. 
And please do share this uh, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not financial advice or a recommendation of any financial product. Any commentary provided are personal views and are not necessarily representative of the opinions of Squirrel. As always, we recommend seeking professional investment or mortgage advice before taking any action.